that you can do anything if you work for it. It is more than just accepting feedback or having an open mind. It means embracing failure and being okay with failing because you know that no matter what, you are learning and that setback is not final. It's being able to maintain a belief about yourself that even if you fail, you will succeed. In this episode, you will learn and appreciate the various challenges that would face in this life and how to develop a growth mindset. And this is a bit of success. Hi everyone, welcome back to a bit of success podcast. I'm your host Jay. This podcast will be sharing some success stories from business professionals to entrepreneurs. We aim to provide a bit of motivation and inspiration to help you become the best version of yourself. I'm blessed to be able to invite Edward Zia as a guest to talk about growth mindset with us today. Edward is a marketing mentor and an international master coach. He has mentored thousands of people globally to help them get more clients and become leading personal brands. He works with clients in top organizations such as Microsoft, Teachable, Meetup, and LinkedIn. So welcome, Edward. Uh, Jay, thank you. Um, when you reached out for the interview, I just had to agree, and I'm just so happy to be here. Thanks, Edward. In this episode, we will be talking about how to develop a growth mindset. Edward, you have experience in the marketing field and had worked in the Australian Army before. How did you get into the coaching business and became a marketing mentor? Lots of cool questions there. So in in short, um, when I was uh, 19, I went and joined the army. So I originally started off my career in the military and I actually ended up getting really badly injured on an operation in the military. And um, after that, I ended up going back in a civilian life and um, I ended up getting a job for a really cool military supplier. That's where I first got into marketing and I got into marketing, fell in love with it. Then later in life, I fell on some hard times, wound up homeless and all that. And uh, that's when I decided to become a coach. So I've had a very crazy pathway. You'd be surprised, Jay. Very crazy. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And um, you've been like an international coach and a marketing mentor for close to 11 years now. You have helped many of the clients to identify their real customers and success and also like build strengths in the marketing mindset and all you must have been through many ups and downs while starting this business. So how do you view challenges when you face them? And what mindset did you carry while facing it? Oh, great question. If I can answer that question slightly uh, in reverse, I think it actually starts with mindset. So for example, I'm really passionate about what I'm doing and I love what I do and I love the people I help. So that mindset helps me break through any challenges that I deal with. So challenges don't really bother me that much because I love what I'm doing. I love helping people. And uh, so I think I think it comes down to loving what you do is very important because that love will help keep you going when everyone's telling you to stop and calling you stupid and dumb and that sort of thing, which has certainly happened to me. So that's my, that's my thing. I think it starts with passion, really loving what you're doing. And then that gives you the right mental foundation to really get through whatever you need to get through as it comes up all the time. Like you're right, Edward, like it's really important to find a passion so that while you're facing a lot of failures, it just keeps you moving and keeps you going with that passion and knowing why you are doing this. As on that note, um, depending on how lucky you are, like you be surrounded by awesome people, you could be surrounded by terrible people. That happens to the best of us. 
if you're struggling in business and you're surrounded by terrible people, they'll tell you to quit. They'll call you stupid. They'll call you all sorts of names. And that might be happening to anyone watching. And um, so hence, you've got to have that passion. So when people start calling you stupid and saying, oh, you should be doing that, you just don't care. You just keep going on because it's your true passion that keeps you going later. Yeah, that's right. When people can't do something themselves, they want to tell you you can't do it. So if you want something, just go get it. And I'm sure, Edward, you have some advice on how to surround yourself with people who will push and motivate you to work hard on your passion. Could you share some of the advice with our audience? Three answers to that. And I get asked this question all the time. So I love this question. Yeah. So answer number one is um, you got to get rid of all the toxic people out of your life. Uh, because at the end of the day, if you're surrounded by bad people who are pulling you down, people that are killing your dreams, it's, it's not going to work out. You're probably, probably going to fail. So number one is you got to get rid of all the negative people in your life. Even if you're on your own, it's better to be on your own than surrounded by the wrong people, because at least on your own, you can think some pure thoughts, right? So get all the toxic people out of your life, step one. Step two is exactly what you've done with me. Go to meetups, reach out to people, you know, make new friends, connect with people. You can go to meetup events, you can go to Zooms, you might just connect with people on LinkedIn or whatever. And this means the third point is you got to make sure that you're part of the solution, not the problem. So you got to make sure you're a good person. You're all positive in that because uh, positivity attracts positivity. If you're negative and you approach a positive person, that positive person won't react too well to you. If you're quite positive and you approach a positive person, that positive person at least hear you out. So yeah, I think it's um, those three things are the great places to get started, Jay. That's really good. I realized that using Meetup to find like-minded people to do a bunch of things together, that's a really great one there. It's wonderful. It's one of my side roles. I don't know if you know this, but one of my side roles is I help run Meetup across Australia. Interestingly, um, it's the sort of people you meet on Meetup. Are people are really good. People on Meetup are really, they're, they're just like you or me and anyone watching. They um, they want to grow. They want to succeed. Um, that's really, really good. So I think um, attending face-to-face -face events, you can. If you can't, attending Zooms can be really good as well. And there's always Zoom. There's always stuff going on to um, get involved with. You just got to find the right people and go for it. I agree with how networking, meeting new people and surrounding yourself with the right people is extremely important. But I believe that many of us out there find it hard to take the first step to make the change. Whether it's trying out new things or stepping out of your comfort zone it can be scary sometimes. So what advice would you give to the people who are trying to make the first step? Let's say, I'll use an example. This is a very common example I get and I remember this. Let's say you want to go to your first networking event, right? And you're absolutely terrified. And believe me, I was on my first networking event. If you're going to the right events and you're reaching out to the right people, it's not that bad, okay? It's actually not that bad. I think you can solve a lot of the problem by surrounding yourself with the right, like, if you're not surrounded with the right people, but going after the right people solves most of the problem. Because at the end of the day, if you're with the right people, you're talking to the right people, you're going to the right events, you won't have too many problems. That's step one. And I think step two is you need to give yourself a little bit of a push at times. At times, you're, gonna, you're not going to want to jump off that cliff. And sometimes you got to give yourself that little push to make it happen. So, and I, and I think the third thing on that one is you want to, um, until you start getting out of your comfort zone, your life won't change. And that's a, one of the key things. If you're unhappy with your life, if you stay in your comfort zone, you're going to get more unhappy as time passes. So again, the all the happiness and success we want in life is always outside of our comfort zone. Yeah, that's right. You can't expect things to be different when you keep doing the same thing. Because things won't get better if you don't make any changes. 
But keep in mind that everyone is different though. So make sure you do something at your own pace or do it at a speed that is comfortable for you. We know that it's good to hear our feedback from professionals, friends, or mentors. And this is a chance where we get to learn from mistakes and use the feedback to improve ourselves. So how did you ask for feedback while starting your own business? So probably two ways to go. One is if I really know someone and like someone, and I'm like friends with them, I'll just ring them up and ask them. But that's only if I really know someone well. So if I know someone well, I know I can trust them. I'll just ring them up and ask them saying, hey, I've got this problem. Can I ask you about this? Oh, sure, Ed, what do you want to know? So I think ringing up people you dead on trust is a great way of getting started. Another thing that I do all the time is I do a lot of LinkedIn polls. So I do, um, I might do a LinkedIn poll more just to raise awareness of an issue, but um, quite a few of my LinkedIn polls is me asking a legitimate question to improve my understanding of a given issue. So I think ringing up, speaking to the right people directly and LinkedIn polls are what I've always done in understanding that. Yeah, definitely. It's good to make use of the LinkedIn platform and the social networks you have to get some feedback from everyone. But it's also important on who you're getting the feedback from, whether you're approaching the right people and asking the right question. And having like a growth mindset, like to keep on learning from failures and keep learning new things. What kind of advice or like um, sharing would you give to develop a growth mindset? Yeah, one of the big things that I do, and I know you'd love it and a lot of your fans will love this, is that um, I spend an hour every day just watching positive material. So I'm into YouTube. I'm a big YouTube fan. You might be into books. You might be into YouTube, whatever. I don't really care. But um, I spend about an hour every day just watching cool videos on YouTube that motivate me. I watch videos yeah. about some of my favorite creators. And I find spending at least an hour a day watching really positive materials is really good. And I avoid things like, the fake news, the TV. So I try and avoid the junk as much as I can, such as the news, which is all just a bunch of lies. Basically, every day I'm minimising the amount of poisonous information coming to mind, such as the fake news and lies from the mainstream media, who are all a bunch of liars. Plus, but I'll then be accessing the stuff I really want to hear and listening to it once a day. And your mind soaks in everything, you know. Do whatever I can to protect myself from fake news, but listen to really cool stuff on YouTube from people I know and trust. Yeah, I find it extremely refreshing to wake up early in the morning and do some workout, go out for a run or do something to energize you. It just makes me feel good and motivated to start my day. Yeah, yeah. everyone's different. For example, I can't get out of the house in the morning because I've got you know, young children to look after. These days, I actually, I actually do push-ups and stuff. I just do, I do my old home exercises. Then yeah. do a bit of work, look after the kids. And um, yeah, I think it's very important. I think it's very important that Whatever floats your boat, you've got to do something that makes you feel good every day. So I think minimize negative influences, such yeah. as bad people or, you know, you know, lies from the mainstream media and yeah. focus on really good information too. And one last one before we go is like, um, you've been an international coach and a marketing mentor for close to 11 years now. You must have been through many ups and downs while starting the business. How do you view challenges when you face them? The first thing is understanding why it failed. Like because sometimes something will happen and you'll know instantly, oh, that's the problem right there. Okay. Mm. Sometimes it's a bit harder than that because the, the biggest problem is not, if I know why I failed, that's a good thing because then I just avoid it next time. 
I think it's harder when you don't know why you, so something didn't work, but you don't know why. There's probably about eight different things that have caused it. That's where it gets a bit more complex. So in short answer, if I understand why I failed, I just learn a lesson and get it right next time. If something's a bit more complex, I might have to stop, pause, might have to spend a few days sort of unpacking it, looking into it. I might have to get some professional advice. I might have to speak to some of my friends that are more knowledgeable in certain areas than me to try and say, hey, this is the problem. What do you think? What happened? Well, Ed, I think you, you know, this is how you do it next time. So I think it depends on if I can identify how I fail or why did I fail? So I always like to ask, why did I fail? Because unless I know why I failed, then I can't, it's going to happen again and again. Yeah, absolutely. This is where you got to ask the right people and ask the right question as well. Like, why is the problem happening? Or more in-depth question to find out the cause of the problem. And why did this failure occur? Why did it happen? Um, was it my fault? Was it someone else's fault? And more importantly, how do I, if it happened again, what would I do differently? And sometimes you do everything right and things just fail due to an external factor that's outside of your control. So the lesson might be, even though I failed, I did nothing wrong. I just got to, it's just a gamble. I just got to try it again and see if the dice rolls on my number. So sometimes that can be the lesson. Sometimes, yep. sometimes the lesson is I did nothing wrong. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. um, that can, that can be the lesson. Sometimes the lesson is I did nothing wrong. Sometimes the lesson is I did something wrong and this is what I did wrong here or not what I did wrong, but next time I should do this to prevent this from happening. So I get the outcome I'm after. Yeah, absolutely. It's about like learning from the mistakes and try not to repeat the same mistakes again. This is where the mindset comes in, where like we need to always learn from our mistakes and accept new challenges when they come. I think as well, not letting mistakes get to you because one of my friends who was just talking to you before, she made a mistake. She made a mistake and she was really down. It was, and she made the mistake like over six months ago. She made a mistake a while ago. And she's still down about it. She's sort of like, oh, I made this mistake. And I'm like, yeah, you got to stop that. You know, yeah, you did. But, you know, you're going to go on another 10 years like this. So I think you got to forgive yourself as well. Like once you've made the mistake and you understand it, you got to motivate yourself. But you also got to forgive yourself too. Because, yeah, you made a mistake. Good. Well, learn the lesson, but forget about it and move on. Maybe you got to make something right. Maybe you got to apologize to someone. Maybe you got to work a bit harder next time. It depends. Again, the biggest problem that I have is, not taking responsibility for the mistake, but actually identifying the mistake. Half the time, I'm like, this didn't work, but I don't know why. That's my biggest frustration. Yeah, that's that's really good. Like, it's always good to ask yourself, why is this thing not working? Or what can I do to improve or get better results? It's a really good mindset to have. And sometimes you got to surrender. And sometimes I got to call on the experts. Like, oh, I screwed something up. I don't know. I'm going to go to the expert. Hi, expert. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Tell me what happened then. You gotta, so point is you gotta ask for help at times as well. Sometimes you gotta go, I screwed it up. I need your help. I quit. Nothing wrong, nothing wrong with asking for help. Yeah, that's true. You will be surprised at how much help and support the people around you are willing to give. And likewise too, and you gotta, you gotta be reasonable as well. Like if you ask someone for help and they help you, um, you owe them a favor. So when they call up asking for help, you gotta give it back. So it's give and take. So if I've helped out someone and I get in a bit of trouble and I need their help, I'm going to ring them up and ask them for a favor. It's like that. You got to remember who, who you've helped and who helps you. So it's like things. If I ask someone for help, I owe them a favor. And next time when they call up for the favor, it's my honorable duty. Unless it's something completely crazy, I'll deliver on that favor. You know. So it's very yeah. important to 
look after the people that help you in your time of need. It's just like starting a business. Always think of does it add value to others before thinking of does it make money. Put others' interests first and they will take care of yours later. If you really help someone, they'll help you out usually on the spot. They'll Or they'll help you out the next day. It's Because it's about, look, the more friends, this is the way humans work, right? It's very hard to hate someone who's helping you, right? It's like that, right? Human nature, you know, if someone stops you from achieving what you want, you'll dislike that person. If someone's helping you achieve what you want, you'll like that person. It's just the way we're wired. It makes logical sense. It's human nature, right? So if you help a stack of people, right, you're going to have a lot of friends. And these friends, if you're selling something that they want, they'll, they'll buy it from you before someone else. Yeah, it's that sort of thing, right? You want to you win as many friends as possible, as much favor as possible, because you got a bunch of friends and you're selling a given service. They'll tell their friends about it. So, you know, to me, it's not, it's, it, there is a spiritual element to it, but it's also just common business sense. You want to make, you want to make lots of friends um, because friends will help you grow your business or if you, whatever you're trying to beat, trying to grow your business, trying to get a new job, that the logic and thinking still applies. No one will hate people who always try to give you stuff or give you <laughs> free stuff. Um, in human nature, I guess, people just like to accept stuff. We just need to know how to balance out giving and taking. If someone asks me for stuff, if they're a client, it's different because they're giving you money, right? So you got to believe yeah. it. So putting that aside for the moment, like when it's more on a social level, if someone's asking me for lots of stuff and I'm helping them out, I do expect I do expect stuff back from them. So for example, one of my old friends, um, I, was, I used to help them out for years. I did a lot of favours for him. Truth be told, I like Donald Trump. I'm a huge Donald Trump supporter, right? Even though I've been helping this guy out for years, he would not he would not accept that I like Donald Trump. And it was just so unfair. It's like, I've helped this guy for years. I've never charged a cent. I've been the best friend to him. And just because we have a political difference, he's all over me. What he did was he disrespect. I've been giving him respect for years. He disrespected me. It's like when he wants something, he's my best friend. But the mm-hmm. moment we have a political difference, he comes to disrespect me. And that's just not on. Yeah, treat others how you want to be treated. It's really important to respect each other and appreciate them for their help especially when others are doing you the favor. And I think this is the key to build long-term relationship with someone. Spot on, Jay. Absolutely. So thank you so much, Edward, for sharing your journey and experiences with us. And before you go, do you have anything or message that you want to share with our audience? Kick all the toxic people out of your life. I, I hear this problem every day from people. If you get rid of all the toxic people out of your life, your life will become amazing. Trust me on this one. Just do it. You'll love it. Thank you so much, Albert. Uh, Jay, it's a pleasure. And uh, thank you again. And to our fans around the world, thank you for tuning in. Love you all very much. Thanks for listening to A Bit of Success. Hope you get as much out of it as I did. And if you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram and on LinkedIn at a bit of success. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.